Hello, everybody. Welcome to The Banish Zone, a show about flesh and blood with Bryn. And with Chris. That's... I don't know what I'm pointing at. Spooky and in purple lighting. Yeah. Like the demonastery. It's not in a basement. It's, a p- <laughs> it's in a demonastery. <laughs> it's not in my basement. Yeah. It's somewhere else. A we're, spooky place. We're inside your walls podcasting about flesh and blood <laughs> for some reason. That's right. Hello, everybody. Today, we wanted to talk about something that's on the lips of every flesh and blood Twitter user and mm-hmm. uh, content creator. Yeah. Um, buyouts. Uh, so first I wanted to start off this show. Hello. How are you? Mm-hmm. Uh, how are you doing? Well, yeah, I mean, not so good. Uh, somebody bought out every mass momentum in my town. Now I'm out on the street. <laughs> I got no momentum. <laughs> now to I li- can't, I can't feed my children. Yeah, I, I can't, can't feed my children masks. I, I can't, uh, <laughs> I don't have a tunic to sleep on anymore. Uh, yeah. Uh, so we wanted to do this episode about, the financial aspect of the game. Mm-hmm. Um, the secondary market specifically, which has been all over the place lately. Right. And I wanted to uh, make some caveats and, and quid pro quos just before we start. Okay. One, I'm not trying to be mean to anybody. Sure. Like I don't, you know, there are some people who have extremely um, emotional reactions to this. Mm-hmm. Um feeling i think the feeling might be something akin to like someone taking something from you personally yeah um they feel betrayed they feel i'm I'm guessing right like people act like they yeah i I feel like it's similar to like i don't know when playstation fives were impossible to pick up they were like a thousand dollars it's like maybe comparable to that but you already had a ps5 and now you want to get games for it and they're two hundred dollars or something like there's a definite frustration <laughs> where you're like, I wanted to be able to get the thing that I want. Okay, but th- well, that's a there's an, that's an interesting point because what you're saying is that that emotion is driven by frustration of not being able to get what they want. Yeah. So I think I the think implication so. is that like every I'm I'm not I'm not even trying to say that like I'm not <laughs> trying to say that everybody who's upset about this um, doesn't have the cards and are jealous. <laughs> yeah, uh, that is true because a lot of people are sort of upset on behalf of new users new players <clears throat> where they're saying stuff like you know it's if the cards get too expensive then it turns new players off from getting into the game because no one wants to pay 300 there's always this and and we talked about this back in the day of um we had a conversation about it's like randomness i think yeah there was like a discourse that uh, like a game, RNG or yeah, a game being too low randomness like flesh and blood is can be bad because new players never win and then they feel bad and then they leave and right. don't, don't keep playing. But there's always this sort of uh, scapegoat character <laughs> called the new player. Yeah. Who new guy, Timmy, he's who, got five bucks and he doesn't know how to play. <laughs> he doesn't know how to play. He doesn't know what he's doing. He doesn't know what to buy. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's just going to look at all the randomness or not randomness, depending on what side of the conversation you were on. Yeah, yeah. Uh, or in this case, expensive cards, and be like, "Well, I guess I'm not going to get into the game." Yeah. Um, and I think we're going to argue later that one of the big reasons price fluctuate prices fluctuate mm-hmm. is because people are getting into the game. There is no new player to defend. Yeah. Um, yeah. and just generally that's a bad argument like you're talking about an imaginary person who has some imaginary feelings that i'm supposed to imaginarily care about yeah yeah um i don't just care. ask a real new player or ask like 50 real new players what they think and yeah i mean you we could get do, we could do data on this mm-hmm. but that's not that's kind of besides the point because i just it's not a real argument um yeah. so but it, i just 
want to say, even if I don't respect your argument or I say it's a bad argument, mm-hmm. like that doesn't mean you're stupid. It doesn't, no. if it's a, if it's something you hold as, as your, you know, priors, mm-hmm. uh, your Bayesian priors. Uh, <laughs> don't know what that means, uh, but I'm not along. <laughs> um, very obscure Twitter joke. Um, <laughs> Jonathan Chait said it. Um, oh, okay. <laughs> uh, yeah. I guess you play a little flesh and blood. It might mellow them out. Yeah. But, uh, um, you know, I think if, if, if something goes against, or I'm saying something against, or we're saying something against what you think, it's not because you're dumb. It's mm-hmm. not because we think you're, you know, stupid or bad. You know, just like try not to take this personally. Yeah. We're talking about ethics. If you play Flesh and Blood, I think you're pretty smart already because you. Yeah, you're a, a great person. Game. You know, just, yeah, yeah. it's just uh, we're not, also not econ majors. No. You know, I I have read quite a bit of a like I unfortunately got pretty into trying to figure out like economic uh models and um pol- political uh, econ pol- po- policy stuff yeah um for a long time it was a little hobby of me- mine mm-hmm. um if only you know about magic back but then. honestly this is more about uh i'm gonna be drawing more from uh my years of collecting sneakers yeah sneaker collection is, definitely is much more uh, related mm-hmm. than you know Keynesian versus uh, Hayek. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, so just wanted to say, I'm not trying to. I, I just wanted to talk about what we're actually talking about materially, mm-hmm. and uh, and trying to get to the bottom of what this is. Also, I wanted to say, I don't think anybody is going to be persuaded to not complain. Like the point of this is to more have an interesting conversation mm-hmm. about. My cat is going to jump on the keyboard. Don't yeah, jump I don't on the to, keyboard. <laughs> don't pause the episode. Uh, um, <laughs> no, someone bought all my masks and I'm mad. <laughs> I wanted to play ninja. I wanted to play tiger katsu. Yeah. Uh, I don't oh, careful, think I'm going to change anybody's mind, really. Uh, I don't think we're going to get across to people that like... I, I hope what you take from this is perspective on reality of how things work mm-hmm. um, and what you're going to be able to uh actually change in effect in this game and on a very basic point i want to recommend the tall timmy's most recent video or mm-hmm. most recent as of this recording oh, why yeah. you're getting hosed by the flesh and blood secondary market mm-hmm. um ver- basically says what i want to say uh but i'm we're gonna try and go into why we think yeah, yeah. what we think yeah i mean i think it's like you can't <laughs> There's always going to be some flesh and blood player who wants to complain about something. You know, it's like when the meta's balanced, people complain. When the meta's unbalanced, different people complain. Of course, there's 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 all different like perspectives and reasons to want something to be balanced, unbalanced, cheap, expensive. Like depends who you're asking and on what day. Right. So the first question here is, what is a buyout? Mm-hmm. Why are we talking about this? And w- <coughs> what even is it? And like Timmy says. Most people don't seem to be able to agree on this. Yeah. So you were just reading. So so when you Google this, if you just Google buyout, as far as I can tell, the standard like dictionary, whatever, Investopedia definition is if you Investopedia. Bu- yeah, I don't know. Trustworthy website. Yeah, yeah. It's if you buy up a controlling share of a company. So you buy enough shares of stock in a company that you control more than fifty percent of it, enough that you now run that company. Right. So it's not buying some stock. It's not even buying like 49% of the stock. It's buying enough that that's now your, like, it's basically like 
forming a monopoly on that c- control of that company or like buying enough of it that it's like now you run it. If anyone wants yes. to like change anything about it, they have to go through you. So anyone- I think so I think if you stop and think about it, obviously flesh and blood buyouts and buying out a company are quite different. Sure. One of them being flesh and blood is a product, not a company. Right. You're yeah. not buying out LSS. You're right. buying a product. Buying and not even the product, you're buying like the secondary like opened cards from a pack once someone's opened them and then is reselling them on a secondary market. Yes, mm-hmm. that's true too. So so buyout is kind of a weird term for it. Yeah. But I think it's just ha- th- you can argue that it might be more just something that kind of sounds similar. Yeah, I think um, it's also it seems to have been a term that's used in Magic the Gathering a lot, which like we're new to like actually following the like finance or super high-end collecting side of magic right but it like if you google it you find some articles and videos and stuff about like (coughs) reserve list buyouts and those are cards where they specifically said we're not printing any more copies of this card it's like if you are looking for like alpha black lotuses to use like you know the most coveted example you know how many of them there are i believe it's something around like a thousand were printed like you can look up the exact numbers how many alpha black lotuses were printed there's probably people who know like exactly how many are there out there in the world still so there's certain cards like if you look up alpha cards on tcg player there might be 15 of a certain card for sale you could buy that out if you buy every single card then you own all the ones that were for sale and now like you've kind of done a buyout yeah you i mean i i think that what people mean is you've bought so much Mm -hmm. that you have single-handedly changed the price Mm -hmm. of the thing um you've cornered the market you've cornered the market you formed a monopoly on mask momentum or whatever right um so there's a couple of problems with that on its face right Mm -hmm. where (laughs) we should also should we talk about like which card specifically are in this conversation or are there too many to like be even relevant? Well, at this point, the reason I wanted to talk about it is because I feel like this has become such a weird conversation, Mm -hmm. uh, that there was an accusation Mm -hmm. recently. And I think really what sparked it was there was an accusation that a specific person, Mm -hmm. um, bought Mm. cards from Monarch, right? From Monarch with insider knowledge, mm-hmm. quote unquote insider knowledge that they had received from getting a magazine yeah, and then buying a lot of something, mm-hmm. um, I believe specifically Vestige of Soul, maybe? I think they were just buying like cold foil L's from Monarch in general, like <laughs> like Footsteps, Dynamo, Vestige of Soul, okay. Library. Um, uh, oh, just, right, library. Just like buying stuff from Monarch that they were like, I think this is underpriced, and I think when Dust Till Dawn comes out, the hype will shoot up for these heroes. Right. You know. Um, so the first conversation there was that this is insider trading. Right. Another, I think, really misappropriated uh-huh. uh, term, which doesn't really match here, mm-hmm. um, especially because even if that was true... Uh, it is a public trade magazine right. that I could pay $10 a month and get a copy of as early as that person did mm-hmm. um, and then make those deals in the same way. Yeah, um, I think it would count as insider trading if like Brian Gottlieb or someone who works for LSS bought a bunch of these cards. So let's continue right. on the on the, yeah, on yeah. the 
on the definition stuff, right? Because we were mm-hmm. talking earlier. Uh, another thing people complain about is market manipulation. Sure. Um, yeah, yeah. And in real life, market manipulation isn't buying a lot of stock. No. Um, or saying, I think this stock is going to go up. Otherwise, the guy from Mad Money yeah. would be uh, a market manipulator. He would be in jail, which he should be. <laughs> which he fucking should be. <laughs> he knows what he uh, does. <laughs> no, um, it's like that's legal to have that TV you're, show you're and say. You're legal to say, like, well, I think Delta mm-hmm. has the best has the best uh, customer service. Sure. I think yeah. they uh, are the best airline. And personally, I think I see them making the right decisions. Mm-hmm. They've got the right market. You know, just from public knowledge, sure. I think Delta stock is going to go up. So I think you should buy it. Yeah, yeah. You're allowed to do that. People give like, you know, Warren Buffett is like, I like investing in Coke because people are always happy to drink Coke. If you have happy customers, yeah. that is a good product. Just I like wild Coke. You just completely like, uh, baseless. Uh, yeah, you catch a vibe. Idealist and you're I- like, vibes. Yeah, yeah. Invest in Coke. Everyone likes Coke. Right. Whatever. I, and I mean, okay, fine. Mm-hmm. That's that's fair. Market manipulation and insider trading are mm-hmm. different things. Um, market manipulation is really hard to define outside of insider trading. I think right. the example I can think of off the top of my head is Elon Musk mm-hmm. saying, I'm going to take Tesla private mm-hmm. at this number. I think he said at 420 a sure. share. Because at 420 because he's a nerd. Number. Yeah. He's a dipshit. Um, and, and I'm going to do that. And so that's going to cause, I think he said funding secured too, or something in that tweet. What does that mean? Like I have the funding to take it private and then it wasn't true or something. Right. So, he wanted to pump his own stock, mm-hmm. which he clearly has shares of. He's doing pump and dump schemes, right? right? Like yeah, yeah, yeah. there is stuff that is illegal mm-hmm. and there's stuff that is not illegal. Mm-hmm. Um, and in flesh and blood, none of it is illegal. Right. I feel like probably outside of like another maybe... a, a reason that this is important to mention mm-hmm. is that everyone knows how many stocks there are. Right. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like, That's like a thing that company like says when they like, create issue stock is like here's how much we're selling here's you how much there is you're you're That's not like allowed to buy controlling shares really mm-hmm. um it, it's all very complicated but mm-hmm. like the percentages are like included so like you couldn't buy out tesla <laughs> yeah uh unless you're elon musk or whatever like yeah here's um, actually an interesting question would it even be illegal for like james white to go on tcg player and buy a bunch of cold foil libraries. Like, I don't actually think it would be. It would just, like, kind of look bad if he was doing it a lot. Like, because he obviously has... It's a private company, and it's not publicly traded. Mm-hmm. So as far as I can tell, I'm not I'm, I'm not sure, but I don't think so. I can't see how it would be anything other than, like, you would lose goodwill of your customers. Like, if, right. he, if, he, knew, if he knew that library is cracked with the new light illusionist, <laughs> and he buys a bunch, and then is selling them. But an analog, an, an analogous thing mm-hmm. that we were saying would be if Brian Gottlieb came out and said, uh, like, before Dust, you know, mm-hmm. Leviah is the best hero in Dusk Till Dawn. Yeah, she yeah. will rule the meta, mm-hmm. and that wasn't true. Right, and he had a like a hundred cold foil hexagorge or yeah, whatever, yeah. and then sold them, and then made money, and then and then, and then everyone was stuck with hexagorge or whatever. Yeah, like yeah. 
or I was imagining like what if what if Brian like dropped a hint he was like yeah I think we're actually going to ban Titan's Fist and Crown of Seeds and Tunic and Crater Fist and like I, we don't want all of them to be playable and then people were like shit better sell out of Crown of Seeds and then Brian was secretly buying them all low and then they were like actually Pulse is unbanned all them's broken again and we're making Starvo again like right. you could and do then, stuff like that to manipulate the price of certain cards that's like, what man- manipulating the market would be and it wouldn't even have to be someone who actually works for LSS right. it could be someone with a high profile like you know he seems like someone who would be very offended if i Mm -hmm. actually was talking shit or something i'm not but the professor has a huge platform and if and if he said something like he as though he had heard from a very good source sure that something was going to happen he could manipulate the market for sure even that wouldn't like be illegal though like our brian gottlieb example it would just be lying it's like, right. So, so let's let's leave aside legality for mm-hmm. now. Sure. Like, I think most people will agree that okay, it, none of this is illegal, mm-hmm. um, and none of it has anything to do with actual trading. Like, sure, you know, these aren't securities. Mm-hmm. These aren't there's no public options. Yeah, there's no regulator. There's no regulatory. There's no regulatory body. body. Yeah, yeah. So, we're not really talking about legality. We're not really mm-hmm. talking about anything you're talking about who is being harmed mm-hmm. by this i think this yeah, is yeah. this is the main point yeah uh, that's true i didn't really thought about it that way that it's like people are upset because they're like xyz player person timmy whatever is like being negatively impacted or somebody like, is somebody is being negatively impacted someone's getting ripped off by or, this person making money so so also, let's go ahead and, and say what we're really talking about here mm-hmm. is not somebody because g- there are a couple of marketplaces. Mm-hmm. There's not just TCG player. And right. I want to this one has been I've been a little confused on how to feel about this because yeah. on one hand, TCG player is kind of what people use to base their in-person trading off of it's like a benchmark stores do it too like you know stores will like base their price on like what's on tcg and maybe ebay average together or something but but i wanted to point out yeah that in my experience having been a bit of a wheeler and dealer sure at some of these events um lots of stores kind of change what they say Mm -hmm. lots of vendors Mm -hmm will sort of be like, well, we use market price or I'll do TCG low sure. on this for you. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Like it's a benchmark, yeah. but they know that TCG low doesn't really mean anything. Like it's not, right. you're not, you're, you're looking up a blue book price, right? Mm-hmm. You know, this is sort of like, well, this is how much it's generally been selling for, but they're mm-hmm. still going to try to haggle with you, try to get, you know, some places no, this is all I'm selling this for $600. It's a, mm. you know, I'm I'm selling this gold foil for a thousand, no more, no, no less. You yeah. know, like I feel like a lot of like people are willing to go down in price at events just because it's like they're there selling directly without having to like ship or wait or get like right p- paid through so PayPal you, so or something. So you might get deals at places like this. I mean, like um, boxes. Like remember we go to events and it's like a box of Toa Unlimited will be like 50 bucks or something. Yeah. Like you get good deals because it's like, they're getting cash right there. They don't have to ship it anywhere. And they can get basically what they'd get off of TCG Player. Yeah. Or like in or person. Or eBay. People. Or their own personal storefront. Mm-hmm. So yeah. this is what I'm trying to say is that TCG Player is sort of a benchmark, but 
if you're doing actual deals in person, mm -hmm. especially when we're talking about boxes, high pro higher priced cards, like not just regular game pieces, sure. talking about cold foils, talking about hearts, you mm -hmm. know, Collect like, collectible cards. TCG yeah. player is not like even in the conversation. That's true. Like when you <laughs> sold somebody or traded your Marvel Soraya, you like took pictures of it and were like, here's what this one looks like. It wasn't just like on TCG. Like if you buy a Majestic on TCG, they're basically interchangeable as far as I can tell. It's like, it doesn't really matter if it shows up and it's bent in half, then you complain and like get your money back. But otherwise it's like, who cares what it looks like? But if you're buying a Marvel cold foil, you want to see if it looks good. Yeah. You want to, you want to know what it, what the product actually is. Mm -hmm. uh, what's the centering and the, the surface and yeah, yeah. can I grade this and stuff? And that's a whole other market. Mm -hmm. And so we're not really talking about like, the kilogram here you know this is sure a, this isn't like the thing that is like the price mm -hmm. you can get all of these pieces no matter what it says on tcg player mm -hmm. for lower generally at your local game store for sure at min max games like at kayfabe cards whatever you know whoever 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 is selling if you go to magnolia games at an event mm -hmm. um they might sell it to you for a totally different price. They might have a totally their own prices because there's lots of different marketplaces. So what it what it it feels like to me is like you were saying, mm -hmm. people think TCG player is Walmart. Yeah. And I think especially like <laughs> before this whole like whatever you want to call this trend, like I think buyout is a pretty bad name for it. Like there's been an increase in a lot more sales of cards that have not really been moving much. So it's like there was a long time where it was like the price for like a tectonic plating that has actually stayed pretty stable. And it's like maybe a good example where it's like we bought one like months ago for like 40 bucks. Yep. Right now it's still around 45 bucks. So it's like, I think when a card stays steady for and long And I enough, bought it off TCG player and it came with a huge crease in it. Oh yeah. And then they gave me a refund. Yeah. You got almost they, all your money back. They, they were like, we'll give you $35 back. Basically. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it was listed as near mint. It might've just happened in shipping. Like maybe they shipped it in good condition. No, it was in a hard, you know, <laughs> yeah, but yeah. it was still like bent. Mm -hmm. But this is why people don't buy 500 and up dollar cards yeah. on TCG player. Sure. It's not really worth talking about. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, cuz it's like my example is just like if a card stays steady enough for a long enough time, people start feeling like that's just the actual price for that card. The same way as like you go to the store every week, you see how much milk right. is. That's how much milk is. So I feel like people are like if I ever want to play Bravo, pay 40 bucks, get a tectonic plating. Great. You know, or like Brave Forge Bracers was 45 for a long time. Now it's gone up a little bit because everyone's people are buying it. So I think people get sort of a, a sticker shock where they like expected. I don't know if everyone does this, but like I know personally, I'm often just like checking the price of L's and stuff on TCG just to kind of see what's happening. See if anything is like going crazy. If there's cards we have, we should sell or whatever. Right. So you kind uh, of uh, full disclosure, by the way, mm -hmm. I don't do this. Okay. I haven't done this. N what? Neither of us have done anything even remotely uh, similar to a quote unquote buyout. Right. We don't, <laughs> we own multiple copies of legendaries only when we've like opened. Well, we have two of a lot so we can use them early on in the game. Mm -hmm. I looked at TCG player mm -hmm. and there have been a couple things that I have bought one of yeah. because I'm like, this is only $15. Yeah, It'll yeah. probably go up. Yeah. I should probably buy one of them now <laughs> so that I can, this I, when right before I think uprising came out or right after mm -hmm. I was like, James White said, we're going to get Azalea support in October. Yeah, yeah. 
I should probably buy a scalpel and cross strap now because they're $15. They were so cheap. They like, were shockingly inexpensive. Like, like $14, $15 because mm-hmm. she was a joke hero. Yeah. Like nobody cared about her. Mm-hmm. So I bought one. Then I opened one. Then Chris opened one. Yeah, I opened in, one recently. In white order. Yeah. And now they're all worth over $100. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. We, I, al- we also did this like. I, I have never bought more than one legendary for the purpose of profit. Right. Um. I think a couple months ago. We, I, I have acquired some things mm-hmm. that I have a lot of, you know, we, we, we have two Blood of Drakai's now. Yeah, we have yeah. two eyes, uh, or not eyes, two hearts of Findel. Like, we do? Cool. <laughs> <laughs> well, sick. Um, <laughs> we have three Yorick's. Uh, oh, yeah. But that's just from going to places and acquiring stuff. Mm-hmm. It's not because I'm, so just, just. I have no dog in this fight. Yeah. We're, it, like, we're not I'm like, not defending my behavior. I don't do yeah, this. Yeah, and yeah. I have real, no, no real interest in it. In it. If I, if I am going to speculate on something, it's going to be boxes. Sure. It's yeah, more, yeah. F- you know, cause I, I like the, I, people are those. Yeah. I, this is how I do it. Mm-hmm. But I have, I have a very small amount of boxes oh, that's <laughs> that right. are unopened. You need to buy um, some cases of, of, uh, we don't need to say what I have. I'm just okay. saying. <laughs> alpha. No, have, yeah, I have. I have. We have ten cases. Have of ten alpha. cases of alpha, right and sires, you're not going to get them. <laughs> I'm keeping them under glass. They're never getting destroyed. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, but I, 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 you know, I have stuff for my own personal use, mm-hmm. and that's that's what I do, just because I don't have. I'm not rich. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I feel like if I had money to burn, I don't know if I would even spend it in that way. Like, I feel like I would be pretty happy just like having one of everything. And having some like cold foils or whatever, like I guess right. it'd be kind of I don't know. It doesn't seem that cool to me to have like ten of a of a card. No, but the reason that people do it is because they are gambling, right? So one thing I one thing I think that that it, is definitely that's a hundred percent true and like a way to describe it. Like this is way they're, more they're gambling than something in this, called a buyout. Mm-hmm. Is this is gambling in the same way as when people like bought AMC stock, where it's like oh hey other like. People like getting on hype trains. They like, they like stuff where you can like multiply your money by a lot. And also, there's like li- less. There's not much downside. Like, if you already like flesh and blood cards, it's like the worst thing that can happen. If you, assuming you have money to burn, is you buy some cards. You have cold foils. They go down in price. You hang on to them and look at them and play with them. Yeah. So. So what is happening, is that a couple of people who have a lot of money. Mm-hmm buy a card speculatively mm-hmm. a lot of it yeah and they say i think that this will go up and then i will be able to sell them for more money than i bought them but that is not a guarantee i feel like a lot of people who have this conversation mm-hmm. are like they're scalping yeah and they're going to make money right but when people uh, and scalping i don't know if that's an appropriate word yeah. but I, d- I don't know I, I, I think you're right that's how people react to oh like the term yeah i don't know uh whatever price gouging like people <laughs> think like they're buying this it's guaranteed to be more money in the future so therefore they're going to make more money off other that's what that's like the biggest complaint right. i hear about it is like you're ripping off new players or keeping them out of the game right or but whatever. the problem is is that there's no for sure bets and and unlike uh, I mean, even scalping a concert ticket like is kind of a risk. Yeah, what if um, no one wants to go see Guns N' Roses <laughs> that week? <laughs> yeah, what if it gets rained out? What if mm-hmm. they break down? What if Slash dies or whatever? Like sure, yeah. those, but those are rarer. Usually, you're going to make your money back. Yeah. Um, especially if you have like bots that buy. But also, that's a one-time usable asset mm-hmm. that expires. Yeah. So you're making your money back fast. Mm-hmm. And 
and and also it's like it kind and of you know when it you you didn't like if you're buying a ticket like if you're reselling a concert ticket that basically means by definition it's sold out so you did buy it out like you bought one of the last ones that was for sale yeah and now people have to go to the secondary market so you have all the power but like a lot of these cases we're talking about it's like people go on tcg Flesh no, no, and Blood is every case we're talking about yes every case we're talking about they go on tcg and maybe they buy like 20 or 30 of a card and it's like or even 100 even if we're talking about 100 like the amount of l's of like brave forge bracers to use an example of a card that went up in value or grasp of the arc knight in terms of unlimited rainbow foil copies i would be shocked if 0.1 percent of them are listed for sale anywhere let alone tcg out of like all the ones that exist so that's the other thing most of them are just (laughs) out there and it's like if you buy and then you're like, ooh, the price is going up. I bet it'll go up more. I should buy this one that's listed for 100 bucks. You might just be paying an inflated, unreal price where you buy it for 100 bucks and then everyone is like, oh, I was happy to sell for 60. You know, Let me no- list them. So another thing that people seem to make a mistake with mm-hmm. is like someone was um, mad at you for posting a screenshot of... Oh, the yeah. TCG low listing. Yeah. Worried that someone might buy it. Yeah. Um, and my confusion is, is like, first of all, if someone wants to buy it for that price, why is that a problem? Yeah. Second of all, that price was, is almost certainly not the person who bought it low. Yeah. Like if you look at every single card on TCG player, that's worth any money. Mm hmm. Even the ones that aren't worth any money. Yeah. You've got yeah. a lot of low prices and then it starts going up. Yeah. Like there's some like every, crazy ones. Every where it's like single $300. Majest- well, yeah, every single majestic in the fucking game that's like even remotely playable, you're gonna see one dollar, one dollar one dollar, one dollar. You go to that second page, it's gonna be five, ten, yeah, twenty. Yeah. Um, because if you some people don't want to part with their stuff actually. Yeah. Unless it's for a price that they are willing to pay for it. Yeah. And yeah. then when someone buys it, that's the price. Right. That's how prices work. One thing that's really important and something I really couldn't wrap my head around for a long time in my life is that prices are not scientific. No, not at all. There's no alchem alchemical reasoning towards what something is intrinsically worth. Yeah, yeah. The price of something is literally what you can get for it. Yeah, and I feel like you're taught, like if you take like in your like elementary school like econ class where they like tell you some made up stuff, they're like, well, the price is they add up how much they spend on raw materials and then pay their workers and then they have their profit and then they sell it for this price. Right. And it's like wrong, not, incorrect, not true. That at all. is a lie. <laughs> the fact is different products have different amounts of profit, different prices. Some stuff is sold at a loss because that's the price that they can get for it. Like they would yeah. sell it at a profit if they could, but then no one would buy it. Video games is a great example. Yeah, yeah. Like consoles, they basically have to sell them at a loss, right? Because the actual like, if they could profit off a of PS5, it'd be $800. No one would buy it. And then you wouldn't have right. anyone having PS5s. And, 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 and that is how markets work. Mm-hmm. And we're so ingrained to think that this stuff is like nearly spiritual in like how mm-hmm. it works. Like there are rules, there are sins there. This is not how things are. The fact is, is that if LSS could sell, if magic, magic is a good example. Yeah. yeah. Magic can sell their product they are the only person who makes their product mm-hmm. their historic you know well-loved yeah 
literally the first TCG started an entire industry. Yeah. They can sell their product for absurd amounts of money and people still buy it. And that's why the prices are so They high. can sell fake magic cards for $1,000. If you, if they're not even tournament legal, they're not real magic cards. If somehow. all players just didn't buy things. And this is, this was a quote, this, um, professor mm-hmm. Rudy told you this. Yeah. They were they like, said, don't buy this. If you, if yeah. you buy this, they'll keep doing this bullshit. Yeah. And I think, Lots of people didn't really buy it. Yeah. They didn't make videos of it. They boycotted the thing. Yeah, yeah. And while I hate the term buying with your dollars. Voting with your dollars. You voting know. with your dollars. Yeah, yeah. Buying with your dollars. Yeah. I, hate, I the, hate doing that. I hate the term voting with your dollars because I think it's usually completely ineffective. Boycotts are usually very ineffective and for many reasons are unfeasible yeah uh, especially among things like multinational corporations like h&m or some people like boycott levi's or whatever it's like shut up that doesn't make any sense but in this specific case a whole community can change the behavior of of a specific tiny company yeah yeah especially when it's it's like a billion dollar company but it's one thing yeah and they can say no that's too much that's too much sell regular price which is like 200 to 400 dollars it seems like for magic card it's still expensive but it's like you get more cards for less money and products flop and it changes the way people do Mm -hmm. things um so my point is is that if lss could charge 10 20 dollars per pack Mm -hmm. they would yeah they're, I mean, if we're talking about like capitalist logic, mm-hmm. like they're going to do that. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, and so when we're talking about the secondary market, mm-hmm. it's the same thing that people are going to sell their cards for what they what they can get from it. And it's, also, it's the same thing with a hundred different actors because it's like flesh and blood sells their cards at the price that they decide because it's how many people work there still like less than 40 or something it's under 30 it's like a team of a few dozen people james white is at the head of it they have sh- they've posted pictures of their entire company which started off as like four yeah and yeah. now it looks like it fills the frame it's like 20 people 30 yeah people. yeah it's like they've decided like they clearly don't want to be putting out boxes that are super expensive like they're trying to keep them around 100 bucks they raised the price slightly on starting in dynasty but it's like I expect that flesh and blood boxes will be like 110 around 100 for the next like few years at least because that clearly is like where they want to be. They want to be affordable. Oh, you mean MSRP slash map? Like MSRP, like what it is at a store. Yeah. It's like maybe it'll start going up if like inflation runs rampant or something, but like they clearly want to sell it at like a pretty reasonable price because they want to be a TCG that anyone can get into, I think. Yeah, of course. I mean, and, and that's so right. So that's the thing. Flesh and LSS has nothing to do with this. But yeah, random and people want whatever they can get for their cards. L- like the American Federal Reserve, mm-hmm. the only lever they have is print more. Yeah. There, there is no... And this is really what I, what confuses me about every, all of the complaints I see. Is yeah. that like, what do you want anyone to do about this? Like, yeah. are, I guess the best answer I can come up to that, obviously you don't want LSS to... I don't know, regulate the market. I don't I don't I know mean, what you think you could have. Yeah, well, the, I think that's what when people, the closest I'll see is people are like, they have to reprint Tunic and C&C, which like they yes. already have. Or people get more drastic and they're like, they should give out Tunic as an armory promo. Right. Or they should put cards Ridiculous. in pre-cons or something. I mean, it's like other games have done it. I think people have used Yu-Gi-Oh! as an example where they're like, they put tournament staple cards in like pre-cons. So it was like, you could buy the pre-con. It was a little more expensive than 10 bucks a box, but it was like almost ready to play mm-hmm. at an event or whatever. So they could do stuff like that. I think from what we've seen, LSS is not 
super interested in that yeah because they're not fucking stupid <laughs> like you were talking about we we were talking about earlier um there was a game that came out around the same time as flesh and blood mm-hmm. and even if we could remember the name of it i don't think we should because i don't want to like dunk on them or anything it's not important yeah. it's not important what the game was but it came around the same time flesh and blood came out mm-hmm. rudy was like also this game looks cool yeah um yeah. I think it had a little more hype behind and it. And when I say Rudy, I mean Alpha Investments YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's, he's a guy named Rudy who is mostly about the economic side, the investing side yeah, of yeah. TCGs. Um, and he was an early uh, promoter of Flesh and Blood and has like very early promos of the game that are worth a lot of money. Yeah. yeah. What were you saying? Oh, um, about that game? Yeah. Like I, there was at some point we watched a like retrospective of like what went wrong with the game and they had some issues with like print quality where some of the cards like looked fucked up uh yes but, like one of the other things they did that sort of soured people on the game is they kept like reprinting cards mm-hmm. and so it was like older cards that used to be expensive suddenly tanked and people who were playing were kind of bummed and dejected and were like how come my cards aren't worth anything and this is a problem you see in other games too like i think Yu-Gi-Oh would have this problem where it's like it would have metas where cards were broken and everyone needed it and then they ban that deck and so that and print a new power crept set and then the old cards tank in price and now they're yeah. not worth anything it's like you're shooting yourself in the foot to some extent if you print a product boxes of it which you know cost five bucks for a pack 80 bucks for a box and then later you're like actually we change things and now the most expensive card in that box is worth five bucks. Right. So you can reach a point where there's like no reason to open a box. And then it's like, there's a lot of externalities and like negatives to that. It's like every box that's at a store, if it's not worth anything anymore, like in the example of like, they should reprint tunic where it's easier to get. Why buy history pack? If you don't need to find a tunic in it anymore, suddenly your LGS owner bought, spent money, hard earned money on boxes of history pack. No one cares about it because it's like, much worse ev compared to like the tunic that's 20 bucks ev meaning uh expected value expected value so right which i think is sort of a weird thing to even talk about in a tcg because opening packs is kind of gambling so the thing about this whole thing is that you know a part of this game is or any tcg is that it is a little bit gambling yeah yeah. and you can't be making these complaints of a game that needs to have winners Mm -hmm. of these what you're basically asking lss to do when you say reprint or just like put tunic as an armory prize or whatever like make it it worth nothing yeah is you're not allowed to have prizes for opening packs anymore. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and it's just, I, I didn't win. So I just want to get the prize for free and invalidate everyone else who got one. Right. And you can argue that you don't like the kind of game that this is mm-hmm. where there are cards that are valuable. Um, and yeah. you can argue that you don't it, it's a bummer when you open a box <laughs> and you're like man like you check tcg and it's like i got two majestics that are worth three dollars each so i basically like poured 80 bucks down the drain and if you open a box you have to be ready for that to happen yeah you have to be ready to be like i'm paying for bulk don't and the like experience. the professor says don't open boxes yeah if you want buy cards. singles right and again with this fucking all these quote-unquote buyouts which most of them are not happening right uh, there's no evidence that single people or even single companies or stores are buying 
multiples of singles mm. any more than they were before or not right um, i think it's i think it's just like a combination of factors it's like people are buying them and then also other i think other people are like getting on a hype train like uh-huh. we're seeing it sure. in, in the same way as like a lot of people bought boxes of monarch at prices they really should not have monarch first edition uh-huh. like did i ever tell you i was at an armory once at uh, silk road and some guy, I think he was there playing Digimon or some other game. He was like, oh, yeah, you guys play Flesh and Blood. What the hell happened with Monarch? I bought a bunch of boxes. Like, I think he just, like, bought in in the middle of the hype train. At the at, at the high. At the high, at, probably. At and was just, peak. like, stuck with it. And I was like, oh, yeah, I don't know. That was before my time. Like, <laughs> random people who didn't play the game were like, price going up? I should buy them. Yeah. Like, I think we're seeing some of that as well. Just, like, random people being like, I don't want to miss out. And mm-hmm. also just, these are pieces for playing the game. And more people are playing it. Like, I think this is what's so silly about the argument, like, this, these higher prices are hurting new players, and it's like, the call's coming from inside the house. It's new players <laughs> buying these cards. Like, if you already play and have yeah. a tunic, we have two tunics. There's no reason I'll ever buy another tunic, because we have one. We, so, have, we have one each. If a new player joins, they need one, they're like, ah, oh, shit, I want to play Icelander. Let me sell some Magic cards and mm-hmm. get in which is what a lot of people are doing i think like of who course. used to play magic it's like they have more expensive cards than fucking tunic like look i i think that i think that we kind of are going a little all over the place yeah sir I, I think that there are instrumental or, or definitionally and provably a couple of cases mm-hmm. where stores or collectors mm-hmm. bought more than they needed for sure and before we move on from that and talk about what's really happening mm-hmm. i wanted to just really specifically say is that even bad because yeah. I, I, or, or, or what does bad mean like yeah is it immoral mm-hmm. i don't know if i even think it is because it's not really a need this is a <laughs> it's a card game right okay so i wanted to bring this up Mm -hmm. in sneakers yeah yeah um a lot of people don't know how sneakers work and i assume a lot of people i know zach bunn likes sneakers Mm -hmm. Uh, i saw him wearing fucking breads at uh oh yeah uh, i think maybe vegas premiere yeah yeah and i was like damn Mm -hmm. uh you know and and it's cool to meet someone who knows about you know the the fucking marvel uh sarayas you're wearing on your feet or whatever you know like that's cool um but not. But you can also just. Everyone thinks they're just sneakers, right? Yeah. Um, Someone who's not in the know is like, oh, shoes. Oh, cardboard. Uh, yeah, whatever. Yeah. So these are not quality based items. Like right. these are. Ex- it's very similar. They're, the only thing about them is that they're rare. Right. Rare and, and then coveted for some reason. Like desired. they look cool. Yeah, they look. They're cool for exactly the same reason. Mm-hmm. They are either. I mean. I think would they're even more valuable in Flesh and Blood because they're actually like usable and yeah, powerful. Yeah. You can Michael argue, Hamilton you know, won a tournament with like, a tunic and whatever. Like Revel and Rune Blood is a card that stayed has stayed for like t- at like twenty bucks. Oh yeah. Even when all of almost all of their heroes are, even all of the almost all of the heroes that even like run it are banned or almost living legend. Yeah, yeah. The card is still so powerful that people are buying it and trading it for or you know 20 bucks or whatever yeah yeah so why would you want to sell it for less it's valuable clearly it's good right and you need three of them or whatever Mm -hmm. so like and people know Runeblade's gonna come back 
This card is going to be crazy in all of them. Right, because we know how this game it's works. It's a fucking zero for seven. It's nuts. Mm -hmm. So, seven. like... Isn't it for five? Not if you have a Mordred. <laughs> oh, Mordred. Oh, yeah, yeah, true. <laughs> um, and you can creepers in him. It's nuts. But anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. the point is, is that... There are some. There's more value in, I think, flesh and blood because you can at least use them. Um, yeah, yeah. In it's shoes, like... it's entirely just these are hot, these mm -hmm. are cool, and they instantly lose value as soon as you wear them. Yeah. So that's a, that's a nice thing about playing flesh and blood is that it's like my tunic has gained value even though it's also gotten me hundreds of hours of enjoyment playing the game. Yeah. You know, I've played in multiple tournaments, you can use it, countless armories. Like I'm always using it in different decks and mm -hmm. it's still like near mint or whatever you want to call it. Cause I've kept it in a slab. So there, everyone hates resellers in, in shoes. In, yeah. In, yeah. In that's shoes. True. Everyone goes on StockX and is like, grumble, grumble. I have to pay a thousand dollars for Jordans or whatever. Yeah, I have to yeah. pay this much money. 500 for Yeezys And it's or because something. of those bots. It's because of those freaks who, buy all of the shoes and mm -hmm. then make money off of it and they say why doesn't nike just make a billion of them yeah why don't they say everybody can buy these if they want them mm -hmm. and i and i think if you think about it it should be pretty obvious because then no one would fucking want them yeah because every idiot <laughs> too on, many sitting on, on a your, shelf on your block could have chicago's mm-hmm they would just stop being worth anything. Yeah. And then if they're not worth anything, nobody wants them. They're and no one cool. thinks that they're not a class symbol. They're not, they're not a status symbol. They're not as cool. It is the same reason that like people complained once they found out the print numbers for Monarch first edition, they were like, why'd they make so much? And then like Tales of Aria <laughs> Everfest, they were like, why'd they print so much? They fucked up by yeah. making too much. Uh -huh. And it's because people want to be able to buy it, crack it, get some cards, but then they're kind of rare because it's kind of hard to get Everfest or Tales of Aria. And suddenly it's like, ooh, I have something someone else wants. And I think that's right, important exactly. to remember is that it's like in in TCGs, there's like a lot of dueling interests where it's like mm -hmm. the second you open, if you're if you're like building a deck and you're like, let me go online. Ooh, every M is 50 cents. Great. This deck is cheap to build. Order all the singles. Easy. But then you're opening up as soon as you're opening a pack, you want the M's to be expensive because now you're the pack opener gambling on hitting a good M. So it's like. They shouldn't make the cards all cheap because then the game, the packs feel like dog shit to open. It's not right. fun. Why open them? But if <laughs> and, they make them too and, expensive. And, and a company like Nike understands this, that mm -hmm. if everybody can have Chicago's, then no one, they won't sell Chicago's. Mm -hmm. or the, 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 their brand goes down. Yeah. Then it's not just the one car. It's shoe. Yeah. It's, it's everything. It's like, oh, well, that's that shoe that everybody has. I want to be different. Because that's part of it. Yeah, yeah. Be people want to look cool. People want to look unique. People want to feel like they have something people don't because that's how this fucking culture works. So Nike's not going to print every like as many as people want because that's the whole thing. And every Nike drop or, or Adidas or whatever, mm -hmm. you know, like it is opening a pack. Yeah, you yeah. Know? And if you get that Gotham symbol on your fucking phone... You feel like you're a millionaire. You mm -hmm. feel like you won the lottery because you kind of did. Yeah, if you want to um, sell them. If you get an off-white drop and it says mm -hmm. got them, you have something that no one else has. You can go and go pick them up and it feels good. And they're selling you that feeling mm -hmm. as well as shoes. Yeah. And they're not going to minimize that feeling by making everybody say got them because then it was like, yeah, okay, yeah. well, I either buy the shoes or I don't. And then mm -hmm. they're, you know, it's just, I think people understand 
why scarcity is important mm-hmm. with certain things. If you want broke boy shoes, mm-hmm. you can go to the Nike outlet and buy Air Force Ones. They for make the equivalent of like you know uh, hardened cross strap sneakers where they're still good. It's like it can do it's similar fine. things. They are like similar looking. Yeah, they're just not cold foil. It's um, totally fine. It's playable yeah. and usable. So, so my point is is that people making like the skimmers mm-hmm. who you know figure out how to game the system they backdoor they use bots right that's whatever the thing. people get really mad about resellers when they think they're cheating when they have like 100 200 copies of a shoe i don't know if you call it copies and sneakers i'm uh-huh. just talking like like sure, cards. whatever it's, yeah uh, we're trying to make 200 copies here. of this of this card it's like if you were getting shoes through like the printer or cards through the printer. Right. And then it's like, I've got a bunch of tunics still on a sheet and I'll cut them for you. It's like, then it would become like, that would be shitty. If someone was like buying out a sheet. That of actually tunics. happened. There was a kid mm. whose like mom was like the PR person oh, yeah, for yeah. Nike. And he was and getting he them would, from the factory. I remember that. He was that, getting yeah. them straight from the factory, paying nothing basically mm-hmm. at cost, I think. Yeah, yeah. And then selling them for thousands of dollars. Flipping them on and Instagram I think or whatever. they got fired and maybe fined for something. Probably, um, yeah, yeah, in trouble. Because he was like maybe stealing them or whatever, misrepresenting, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. whatever. That is, I think just it's it's unethical right um that's that's very clearly unethical but (laughs) if you're just buying shoes if and most of these resellers are going to outlets at 6 a.m they're waiting in line Mm -hmm. they're setting up bots they're doing work that i don't know how to do yeah yeah (laughs) and getting a bunch of shoes to resell because someone's going to resell them yeah yeah people sometimes can do this i think in in tcgs that are like really hype like uh like Pokemon, you can be as easy as like wait in line or make a reservation or whatever. Just buy boxes of Pokemon and then the price skyrockets and then sell those boxes. Right. Like, and, and I mean, people don't get as mad at people like Fluke. No mm-hmm. shade, Fluke. Love your show. Mm-hmm. Um, but people don't get as mad at people as like Fluke who are like, I bought 60 cases. That's and, true. And, and, and then I'm going to have eight legendaries, 10 legendaries, mm-hmm. you know, however many legendaries of each copy because i bought so much yeah yeah. and then have a shop and sell them yeah that's and i'm not sure why because that's the same thing it's actually maybe kind of worse in a certain way like Mm -hmm. if he's like chopping down the forest versus like stealing buying all the lumber you know if someone looks at a product and say i think someone would pay me more than that later Mm -hmm. and i'm going to take a risk and i'm going to buy specifically that thing that people don't want to pay more than $50 for. Mm-hmm. I'm going to buy it. And then later, if people want to pay me $100 for it, I double my money. Yeah, yeah. Maybe. If. That seems like a very reasonable risk to take. There's a to huge me. if. Yeah. And here's like, here's a question. And I realize it might sound like I'm doing some kind of hack stand up bit. But <laughs> how come there's everyone is talking about buyouts and I haven't seen one complaint about sellouts. Like there's no sellouts. well it's like the fact that somebody is able to buy a bunch of Brayforge racers for 50 60 bucks is because people are listing them for that price it's like the right. price is also the like the tcg listings you know if price is what someone's willing to pay the, all these listings are how low someone is willing to sell and there's dozens of people who are like Brayforge racers don't want them don't need them give me 47 bucks and they're yours yeah. like which is like to me, it feels weird. Like, I don't, wouldn't really want to sell any legendary for like less than 50 bucks because it's like, how much lower is it going to go? 
how much like higher can it go? How much higher can it go? Do you really think it's about to bottom you out? Think at there's no warriors bucks? in Dust Till Dawn. Yeah, yeah. You think it's not going to go up at any point in the future? Like so, it's it, f- it's a card from the beta set. Yeah, yeah. Like it's an unlimited rainbow foil. Rainbow foil. It may never get printed again. Right. You might I, never get another black border rainbow foil of that card ever. Right. So the so my so our point here, I think, is like. You can't really get mad at someone buying something low and selling high, especially if it's not even it's only just from one store. It's like if I went to the Nike store and they had a bunch of shadows in stock, Mm -hmm. like Jordan one shadows or, you know, whatever, something valuable. And I'm like, I'm going to take all of these. Yeah, yeah. I got there. No one else was buying them. They're fucking sitting there. That was the price. Yeah. Someone was happy to give it to you for that price. They weren't like, wait a minute. If you're buying four, does that mean I'm fucking up by selling to you at that price? They shouldn't be fucking up then. Yeah. So I just think that that's like how everything works. Mm -hmm. Um, Look at video games. Yeah. Like I have a Sega Saturn. I would love to play Magic Knight's Ray Earth on my Sega Saturn uh, for not five hundred dollars, yeah, yeah, but like there just isn't that many of them. Yeah. They didn't make very many in English. There's literally like I think two hundred in the world or something. It's mm-hmm. like it's an expensive thing, and it's only more expensive when people want it. Yeah. So when somebody buys some, and then now people are like, oh, maybe I should have bought that at fifty dollars. Mm-hmm. Now that I'm looking at TCG low and it's one hundred dollars. I understand that you'd feel some regret. It's happened yeah, to me. For sure. But that doesn't mean it's evil of somebody to be like, that looks too low. I'm going to buy a bunch of them so that when they do go up and people want them again, mm-hmm. then I can make a little money off of that. Yeah. And like, I just don't really see that being immoral or like so immoral that we need to have this long conversation about. Yeah. I mean, the thing to me is like, I don't think there's many cases because people are sort of like, you'll see really exaggerated like spikes where it's like a screenshot of mask momentum for like 170 dollars or grasp for like 170 180 or something and it's like you can go back hours later and that like when a price spikes hugely it's often like crashing back down a lot too because someone is like oh hey i could put it up for a lot less than that still more than it was before i'll sell for 100 Mm -hmm. like i don't really think people are buying it thinking like great i'll buy this and the price will double overnight i think they're thinking i'll buy it and the price will double over five years or two years or something yeah you know what i mean or Mm -hmm. it'll like or of six months yeah it'll shoot up at a specific hype time when everyone wants that card like we just were seeing around proquest season like stuff like tunic this rounds on me you know like art of war command and conquer command and conquer was over 100 i think because people who were playing in proquest were like shit i have one i really need three i gotta buy them it became uh-huh. a seller's market where people were like, I need this before this specific date because yes. I'm playing in uh-huh. a ProQuest. And uh, yeah, I think it's just kind of something that you should be planning for. Like we've talked about this. That so this, like, was the, this was the gist of, of uh, the Tall Timmies, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, which, you know, I feel bad <laughs> even saying it this way. Uh, but, you know, Tall Timmy is just always correct on so many things he's usually right Mm -hmm. um check out his channel if you haven't Mm -hmm. um but he was just like skill issue yeah yeah like (laughs) i mean gosh team why don't you get good why don't you get better buying the cards team (laughs) i mean really like he's just like this is how tcgs work guys yeah yeah. this is the this is the game you buy low and you sell high Mm -hmm. that is literally how to make this game affordable you open something really good and you parlay it you're like you 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 open something good, you wait until it's as high as you can, or you buy something low and you sell high. That's just like 
how markets work. Mm -hmm. And so I, I think it's a lot of people who just aren't used to having to do that mm -hmm. uh, or maybe not having been into this kind of stuff for a while yeah. or they're just like always complaining about this. I, I can, it's hard yeah. for me to imagine having been into magic or Yu-Gi-Oh or Pokemon for years and being like, I can't, I'm so scandalized by I've the concept people, of people buying low and selling high. I've seen people say that they think it should just be a game where you trade. They're like, it should not be. I think some people feel like it taints the game. I don't know what should means in this case. This, yeah, this is know. my main point is, that cats out of the bag people know how to look up how much something <laughs> sold for like they know how to sell stuff on the secondary market yeah it's not the 90s anymore you can't like, just trade rare for rare like yeah i played magic a long time ago and we, we didn't use the internet as much but we would just like grab a magazine and it would have like a price for every single card from like that <laughs> month or whatever so it's like you could check and be like what is like the general price for this also stores sold singles so it's like i'd be like oh that card from the new set is 50 bucks wow i guess it's really good right like there were our it were there were prices there were market prices and expected prices yeah and stuff. so i don't understand where this is coming from in mm. this i i think it's okay and then the other thing is so i think we've made it clear that my point is that this is sort of the name of the game mm -hmm. that you can't really complain that people are going to be buying low and selling high yeah. in a secondary market. That's the secondary market. The thing is, is that if you want to play the game normal, you could just open a box. MinMax Games actually just posted oh, yeah. uh, two boxes of Monarch and uh, one box of History Pack and one box of uh, mm -hmm. Welcome to Wraith Unlimited uh, and called it... Um, anti-buyout yeah, sale yeah. where it's like you can buy a bundle of four boxes and be like hey maybe you'll get the cards that you apparently want so much yeah yeah this because is the that's thing. how you're this the only real way to get them then like if yeah, you're yeah. if you're if your argument is that like selling buying and selling is unethical then just open the packs and gamble gamble until you get that's them. how it goes yeah yeah but it's like even with inflated prices this is the thing is like i i think part of the thing that's happened is that like flesh and blood is a game with a lot of people who follow advice like the professors and are like all oh, just buy singles and then especially with a set i think you can observe this with a set like everfest where you can't draft it and i think a lot of packs get open for drafting and sealed and stuff and people open when the set comes out and are excited or maybe if they're a fiend they open packs but often people are like i'm done opening everfest now i'll just buy the singles and then they're like swing big twenty dollars twenty dollars and the I reason i want to play reinar and blitz i don't want to spend forty dollars yeah yeah but the reason is just that it's good people aren't opening them enough and so it's like they dry up and then there's a lot more swing bigs locked up in packs that people should be cracking and it's like if this keeps happening then it means that people buy packs and this is like why i think i i feel like i've seen people be like this looks bad for lss or like wonder what lss is going to do about this or something i don't know if exactly like that maybe that no kind of i've seen it too like and this is great for them. They're, it's they're, fantastic. They're away laughing. Like I kind of, <laughs> I remember like when the, when the price of heart was like creeping up. We played an armory. There was like a month ago or so. Everyone got welcome to Wraith as the prize pack because they were all like, "Where's that heart? Where's that?" And heart? it's like if you're a store owner, there might have been a long time when people are like, "Who cares about welcome to Wraith?" It's like a lot of the cards in it are really cheap. You know, the super rares, yeah. even the majestics, like uh -huh. are a dollar. So it's like not much incentive to try to open the you packs. Know, maybe a crippling crush or a sh you know, crippling crush is like ninety nine cents for some reason like uh steel maybe, blade supremacy uh, uh yeah that's a few bucks yeah you could hit stuff that's like a few bucks but there's no cnc there's no like there's e-strike i guess you could hit a, like a 30 dollars. the l's card. were so hard to hit so they're I really like... hard and they're not even worth that much so it's like all it takes is like a little bit of hype and suddenly everyone is like give me that pack yeah give me history because you pack. can imagine yourself opening a heart or whatever yeah and you saw like, me do it on camera or whatever yeah, and like i think 
it's it's definitely not close. I, I don't think we're reaching a point where like suddenly the EV on a box becomes like guaranteed because by the time that happens, like if if every it shouldn't. It, it, it can't be. It can't be because then stores would never sell you packs. They would open them and sell you singles. Exactly. And then you would just buy singles. <laughs> and then you're back where you started. Like, buy singles if you want them. Buy packs if you want to gamble. Right. Uh, you can reach a point where packs get more valuable, get more desirable because there's better cards in them. And then that just means, like, I don't know. It, it's like, I always... I feel like I'm always like reminding people when they're like, why don't they just reprint cards? Or like, why don't they just do this to make me get a, a, a command and conquer for free? That it's like, you're not their only customer. And in some ways you're the customer as an individual player that they're worried about the least. Cause it's like, if John, if Joe, Timmy, six pack, whatever, like if Timmy stops playing, <laughs> that's one guy at the armory. That's one person not buying packs. Not a big deal. Imagine if a store stops playing, selling flesh and blood because they're like i keep losing money on this game which is what happens if you reprint cards too much or the value of a pack goes down yeah if if nobody wants to buy history pack welcome to rave outsiders if it's sitting on shelves you've invested money into something because as a store you are investing you're buying a lot of it yeah and way selling, more than any player you're selling it over time and you're hoping that it stays hot enough that you sell them all there are still stores in brooklyn that like won't carry it because they're still scared of like the new game the new tcg stench yeah yeah um and it is i mean it, to be fair it's like i think it's a game where you need to like cultivate a community of course to get sales you it's, have to you're not just going to have people like i feel like if you sell magic they can sell it at walmart or like barnes and noble right you just walk by Ooh, magic i'll buy that like mm-hmm. i don't think flesh and blood players will just like wander into a walmart and buy not yet packs not yet i think they want to like go to an armory or an, a tournament and hang out and also get some packs heck i don't really open alone yeah like if i have a box i'm gonna open on camera mm-hmm. and i think i've kind of maybe not me personally mm-hmm. but like me and matt at least like have started the the like if you have a box, you bring it on Tuesday. Yeah, yeah. And we all fun to open, open it because it's fun. It's yeah, fun to yeah. cheer and 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 you know you know all be let down together or yeah, whatever. Yeah. Like, th- it's a communal game, mm-hmm. and this is what's fun about it. Yeah, is that there's multiple games within the game. It's the com- the the game is so competitive right now. I think people like having a different part of it yeah. that isn't you know there isn't PVE. So <laughs> again. If this is happening, so this is the thing. It is happening, and mm-hmm. it's always been happening. Yeah, there's always been stores and players who've been buying cards mm-hmm. to buy low and sell high because they that's think it always has been value. happening. Yeah, yeah. But I just want to point out, even if it, even if it is, and it is, but it's not, even if it was more now, mm-hmm. in this week, in this month, you know, like yeah, we're hitting yeah. some point. Um, even if it's more now, uh, you're also, comp- to, to, I've seen multiple people do this, mm-hmm. really downplay the fact of what is happening in the game right now. Yeah. We are about to see two new ninjas, mm-hmm. or not new ninjas, they're both <coughs> characters that you've been able to play, but they're now reinvigorated in the meta by the, getting an, a the whole new bunch hotness. of stuff. Yeah. Two new rangers and assassins. Yeah. And... That means that there are lots of people who just saw an entire new set and are now specking. Yeah. On or just buying. A lot of stuff specking but also or buying but also specking on mm-hmm. other things. Like people are looking at stuff and being like, "Well, this must be a buyout because there isn't this hero." But if you don't if you recall in Uprising, 
there was a lot of stuff that went up for no reason mm-hmm. because people were like, well, what if this is good? Yeah. Like, what if this hero is good against these heroes? Like, there's mm-hmm. lots of brewers and stuff who are like, well, wait a minute. If this becomes the meta, then maybe this hero will be good. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think we so- did something like that where it was like when Prism hit Living Legend, I was like, you know, I don't play Guardian, but I hear people say that Guardian gets better without Prism. Maybe we should buy a Tectonic in case it like yeah. goes up in price. It didn't really, but it also didn't drop. So we have a Tectonic now. And right. if it goes up, then we have one. Right. But, you know, that the, the, there can be lots of people who have the same idea. Mm-hmm. And that, you know, someone was trying to tell me like Mask of Momentum is not, it's like not normal for it to go up. Yeah. To lower than it's been last year it went up before before Phi came out because people were like "Ooh, Phi looks really good i remember because i bought one for 100 dollars the day before the set for the world premiere and then it went up to 180 yeah i mean then it went back down then it went back down but now it's gone up again okay so my point is is that not only that you have a new set that for months people have been talking about Mm -hmm. as the draft hotness Mm -hmm. about having this cool new artwork, this sort of dark vibe. Um, Lots of people saying this is going to be flesh and blood's moment. Mm -hmm. This is going to be a thing where the draft has to rock, you know, Mm -hmm. it's got to shake up the meta, Mm -hmm. all this stuff. And from from what everybody can see, the set just dropped and it looks like it's going to be an awesome draft set. It looks looks really cool. Um, And, you also just had this one is a little weird and I don't and I don't know if everybody would agree with me, mm-hmm. but I think that the story of Michael Hamilton mm-hmm. crosses outside of our little bubble of flesh and blood people. Yeah. I think people in magic and people who are competitive in card games or just people who are interested in anything. I was telling Chris, like, what if I told you mm-hmm. all of the sudden? Like this happens all the time. I don't even have to make up this example. Yeah. Like when someone on Jeopardy starts getting a streak. That's true. Yeah. Do I yeah, watch yeah. fucking Jeopardy? No. No. When that <laughs> James in a nursing home. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm no shade to anyone who yeah, Jeopardy is cool. It's I, fun. I like, I like it. But yeah. I don't. I don't actually watch. We don't it. tune in every day because it's like no. we got better things to do. Like watch <laughs> like, YouTube videos about like flesh do and this blood. show. Yeah. yeah. But like, <laughs> but like when that James guy was mm-hmm. like, I'm on a 30 day streak. Yeah. It's like I better watch this guy do his fucking thing. Yeah. And that kind of story is just something people like when there's a Michael Jordan of something. Yeah. People like, are like, well, hang on. Look at speed running. Like summoning salt gets like, he has over a million summoning subscribers salt. for like on, you know, from a neutral perspective, like a really goofy and pointless thing to do. Like I'm going <laughs> to glitch through this wall in Mario faster than anyone. Yeah. Like no shade. I'm a, sp- I've, awesome. I've done speed running. It's fun <laughs> and stuff. But yeah. Yeah. But my point is just that it's like, it doesn't matter how summoning salt has crossed over outside mm-hmm. of people who ever gave a shit about speed running yeah. or video essays or anything mm-hmm. that random people I know who don't even play video games. They're like pretty cool shows. Yeah. And it's like, it's like people like a story where someone is great at something. That's why, that's yeah. why people like sports at all. Right. So I think, like card games. I think the story of Michael Hamilton winning nationals, mm-hmm. then worlds, then a calling mm-hmm. brought new players in. I don't have any proof of this, mm-hmm. but I would be shocked if we didn't see people being like, now hang on a second. Mm-hmm. You're telling me 
this one guy is that good. It's possible like, to be that good at like a game that seems random where you just shuffle a deck. Yeah, a game then, that like, is generally like considered to be like have a lot of RNG. Like you can be this good. Mm-hmm. That's the kind of stuff that like poker that made poker yeah. famous. P- stories about like Danny Legrano and Phil Hellmuth and stuff. Mm-hmm. People being like, oh, I can get good at yeah, something yeah. cool. Like that kind of thing I don't think is quantifiable, but it yeah. definitely... Sh- probably almost certainly brought people to the game i think so too yeah i think it's like flesh and blood is like leaving its infancy it it passed the stage where like people what is it three years that it's like if a tcg la- like almost people all of them, said three years it's like they almost all fail within three years so when flesh and blood was like still growing after three years and not only growing but now having this new michael jordan of the show yeah yeah it's coming out with a brand new set mm-hmm. like people I feel like are being like this is the time to get in the quality of the art and like the quality of the the heroes and the game play and stuff keeps getting better like it has bigger it had like a big we just had a set with dragons we're now having mm-hmm. a set with pirates like yeah the, the dragons was a brilliant like slam dunk that it's just like everyone likes dragons game of thrones just ended come play uh, <laughs> a bad bitch who summons dragons and they're double-sided and shiny yeah. and like so it's brilliant it was like shows off everything that the game can do i think so i think that there's lots of reasons mm-hmm. we would see cards for many reasons also go up magic 30 i feel like is a good example where it's like i feel like for a lot of people that was their last like straw. that was their last straw that is like why the fuck would i want to support this company like and you know I, I see a lot of people like yuki lee bender was just tweeting about this she was like she went one and four at some kind of like magic like nationals qual i don't even know like rc event i don't know what the hell things stand for in magic but she was saying like magic's fun but like it's so I wish I could enjoy it more, but you just sometimes don't draw lands and then you lose because of that. And it, like, I mean, I've said this many times, but as someone who didn't grow up playing magic mm-hmm. and then playing magic for the first time, like I've played it two times. Yeah. It's shocking that people play that game. Yeah. Like it's so frustrating because it happens all the time. It's just how the game like, goes. Yeah. I like, think like, it's like, there is no like, Oh, you can get better. There's you no, you can just draw badly and lose. Yeah. Be dead because you can't play your cards because you didn't draw enough of a forest. And I get why it's addicting because it's a card game and it's a trading game. And it's a very fun and I very skilled based game as well. I think if I grew up with it, mm-hmm. I would still play it. But it's like going backwards. It's just like this yeah. is clearly a worse game. Well, that's what like, like that was the, what the thread was saying that it was, you know, it was like I think Brian Gottlieb and Fino and Roger Bode all replied. And we're basically saying, like, it's hard to go back to magic after playing Flesh and Blood. Yeah, like, even people starting be- with it. It's an evolution. It's a better game. They improved like, on it. It's, yeah, it's, yeah. They improved on the original. The it's like trying to play the master. It's like trying to play Atari 2600 when you played a PlayStation 5 and being like, <laughs> I mean, I guess that looks like a guy. It's more like a square. I'll, I'll give it Super Nintendo. But like. Sure. Super Nintendo. You know, a very, you know, God's a lot of good memories. But then it like. There's and you still and have one. Yeah, you yeah. know you're you're gonna go back to it and play through Super Metroid every once in a while. Sure, but yeah. It's like, there's some gems on there. All right, I'm I'm gonna go back and play Ghost of Tsushima or whatever. Yeah. Like you know, Elden Ring. But so yeah, I think there's a lot of factors that like have driven interest, and I feel like it's also just like a game like this is gonna snowball where you only have to meet know a couple of people who are really into it and like tell you just like show you like hey here's how good this game is. Because I'm sure there's a ton of people who are primed to be into this game. Like anyone who likes competitive strategy games or card games or whatever and is willing to spend money on a card game, like they would, ha- they could have a reason to get into it. Like whatever like class of hero you like playing in RPGs, there's like something right. for you in Flesh and Blood. And somebody was just telling me and they were arguing about buyouts, but they were telling me that like over the past like multiple months, mm-hmm. The cost of decks 
has gone up mm-hmm. over like about a hundred dollars every month. Okay. Like generally, I don't really know if I, they didn't show me the data or whatever. Sure. Yeah. But like, I can see that. I mean, it's like tunics are a lot more than when we started yeah. playing. Um, so that kind of just like feels like kind of against their point though. Like the game is getting popular. More people want the cards yeah. than there are cards. So the prices are going up. Yeah. yeah. Like that's how popularity is going to work. Mm-hmm. All of this to say, I think in summary, mm-hmm. this is a luxury game. Mm-hmm. This is a game about gambling and spending money. Mm-hmm. And I'm very sorry if you <laughs> like the game and it's not a living card game. Yeah. It isn't, and you're not going to change that. Yeah. The cards have to be worth money, and a lot of money. It's going to feel weird, but I, it, the cards have to be over worth. Like, you can't have this game where legendaries are $30, $40. Mm-hmm. Sorry, it's just not going to happen. I mean, some of them are. Like, Fab 2.0, that like kind of seemed like that's more that was their target. You know, it's like some of them are were only that much. That's fair. Others aren't though. Like Flamescale Furnace is a hundred right now. Kind of Providence is two hundred. Like yeah, yeah. I I don't know. Like I I don't know if that was their target. I feel like it's around eighty. Yeah, I is think the sweet spot fifty and eighty. But like I said, like the American Federal Reserve, they only have one lever. Yeah, and I mean in our case, well, I won't get too political, but like yeah, <laughs> uh, they can print more it, or they can print less. My point is that it's a weak control. Like and it's per- very slow. It's yeah. slow and it's not going to change things immediately we just saw this with surgical where they were like sorry we fucked up we're gonna print it again at majestic and dust till dawn so we'll fix the amount on the market eventually but they're not like shipping them out to card stores or anything they're being very cautious in the same way as like you can't just like crank or lower interest rates a huge amount because it'll you know it's like if they just sent (laughs) svb will go out of business yeah yeah Um, if they just sent stores an like an armory (laughs) prize of four surgical extractions the price would go down and then everyone who bought one for 90 or 50 bucks would be like man what the fuck why did i waste money when i could have just waited and then they'd be the loudest voice so everyone's gonna complain Mm -hmm. i'm not trying to be mean to you i know i said something was fucking stupid and i was like that kind of went against what i said at the beginning oh yeah. Oh, no i said lss isn't fucking stupid right so you know what Fuck you. If you <laughs> if you think that they should send tunics out to every individual player, you're an idiot. That's incorrect. Yeah. Sorry. You can borrow mine sometimes that's, if you want. That's an opinion too far. I don't respect you for that opinion. Yeah. I don't know whoever. I think one. I saw one person say that. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know who it was. Yeah, but that's wrong. That's just incorrect. That's like, not how the LSS game LSS isn't going to do that. They want you to want the card. And they want you to pay money for them. Mm-hmm. Because, like I said with Nike... Mm-hmm. They it makes them look great. Right. I, I know you. I know some people think that new what new players want, and even new players might think this. Yeah, they yeah. might think I want a game where I can buy every card for one hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. No, you don't. Yeah, you don't actually want that. I promise. This is a TCG. Mm-hmm. It's not going to be that way. Yeah, you know what it kind of reminds me of is if have you ever like had an emulator for like a system and you're like, let me just download every NES game. Mm. And then you know what you do? You sit there and you like scroll through. You're like, I could play Mario, play five minutes. What about Mario two? Then you pick a random game. You almost never like beat a game mm-hmm. on an emulator because there's too many options. And I feel like making every card worth $1 would be the same thing. You would like never actually pick a hero. You wouldn't get that invested in the game. It wouldn't feel valuable. You would just be like, well, what's this game? Like you buy a box and you get bullshit cards that are and worth look, not much. I'm not trying to, 
throw shade on Arkham Horror or Eldritch Horror mm-hmm. or any of the living card game, but do any of them have the market share that like that I mean, Magic or, or, or Pokemon have? Like, no. They're like very niche things. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, great that some of them, most of them die. Most of them just stop. Mm-hmm. Um, but even if you do and like... Or it's like, you know, on the, say, on, the, on the level of like board game cafes will buy them and it's like i'm sure there's board games where like Catan. i'm sure whoever made that is a millionaire like they sell a lot of copies uh-huh. like it can be big settlers with Catan yeah. that is uh-huh. like but but they still have to keep making additions they make star wars editions yeah and, yeah like, yeah whatever. or they make expansions like i mean where do people think the money comes from for for worlds like they're not like floating that <laughs> the like hundreds of thousands to rent a tent or whatever and then paying it back with admissions like they put on they give away prize money and pay for events and shit. I think off that, the back of selling cards. Yeah. I think that LSS has its heart as in the right place and is the most caring and egalitarian possible gambling commission possible. Yeah. Like yeah, <laughs> you, yeah. you you know but they want you to buy their product and more of it than you need. And yeah. if you don't want to be involved in a TCG, sell out. Like yeah. I, you know, yeah. I, I, I don't I'm, you know, you just, you can't, this is a luxury product for people with, mm-hmm. you know, uh, money to burn. Yeah. It really and is. It's like, can be, you know, it's like what I, when we, if I think about like how long we've been playing flesh and blood for over a year now, like a year and a few months. One, yeah. One year. So it's like, <laughs> I try to not buy too many packs and boxes. Like, I feel like I do it kind of slowly where it's like, I'll get prize packs when I win. Sometimes I'll buy a few like really almost none i'll like buy some singles like yeah. I'll, i buy singles for decks i need you play all the cards i buy yeah i play <laughs> i play cards you buy too and you open when you have a pack opening addiction and you get cards um and so when you think about like over time but i don't even buy that much like i I'm comparatively yeah like i don't even buy that much i'm not buying two c- cases of outsiders i'm buying one right you know i'm not buying four ten or like, whatever like that's as much to support that you could buy it online and get a promo you're choosing to like forego a box buy a box promo to support our lgs because yeah. it's a great place and like the, the where i was going with all this is like if you think about all of the money that we've spent like over that much time if you add it all up like it's some number of thousands of dollars like i don't know is it 10 grand five grand or something like i don't know it's it's, it's not 10 grand <laughs> it's definitely it's like a probably a few grand total like maybe give or take yeah but then it's like str- like stretch that across like how many you know we go to an armory that's like hours of time of having fun and then hours more we spend hanging out with our friends pl- i'll tell you what games i'll tell you what yeah i spent way more money drinking yeah. in my 20s mm-hmm. and had way less fun that's <laughs> probably true too yeah <laughs> you know like yeah I, there's I, a lot of things you can spend money you go to a you go to a sports you go to a I football went to game a friend's birthday party like a couple of months ago last mm-hmm. like at the right before new year's yeah yeah um and I spent like fifty, sixty dollars on on drinks, and it they weren't a, cold foil drinks. <laughs> and I had a decent, I had a great time. You know, I love my friend, uh-huh. but like, you know, I I just like I had flashbacks to how many times I'd signed that receipt that was like one hundred twenty bucks. Yeah, yeah, for like hanging out and then like flirting with a couple guys and then going home mm-hmm. like drunk and throwing up. Like, sucks. That yeah, sucks. Yeah. And I would much rather spend a couple thousand dollars on this game mm-hmm. and have meet great friends, mm-hmm. you know, n- you know, have an interesting and, and, and lively community, have mm-hmm. fun arguments about this hobby that like, and have a yeah. fun time playing a fun game. Yeah. Like, so it's, it's like, 
it's a luxury product in terms of like if you want to buy every cold foil or you want to set collect sure it's really expensive yeah but if you want to just I like don't. if you want to have a functional deck and then be able to and i think this is like what lss really is trying to create it's like they don't i don't actually think james white cares about making a profit beyond like being able to support himself and his employees having a good wage it's like he is trying to create a new community where there wasn't one where one had like been allowed to die out because it was more profitable to play games online right and it's like it's really not that expensive if you could if you consider that it's like this basically pays for lgs's to stay open and host events and for big tournaments to put on events and for battle hardens to be hosted and all right. this stuff. i mean i don't think fab is supporting any stores right now like, yeah no i don't but, mean like directly but i just mean like the, the 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 gambling tcg model if it was a living card game and we didn't need new cards from outsiders mm -hmm. like stores wouldn't make as much money off right. of it it's less and, incentive and, to do an armory and so because it is a tcg mm -hmm. the secondary market works like this yeah that is it. The there, websites exist. The knowledge really, exists. There's, like, noth there's nothing you can do, even if you want to argue with me on the morality. And I, I will accept that I don't do it, and I don't think I would do it as much, or even I would, I would feel a crisis of consciousness. I, I'll have to say, like, I don't, yeah, yeah. I don't actually know how I feel about like the morality because mm -hmm. definitely a gray area. I can, I can imagine. If you somehow single-handedly, like you were talking about the magic, mm -hmm. there was a magic article that was like, we tried to buy something out mm -hmm. and it like didn't really matter. Yeah. So it's like. It was just, an, I think it was an example of like Narwhal or something that like it got bought out. It was like people were sort of doing buyouts of the reserve list where they were just like, what if every card, even the most dog shit card no one cares about is actually could be worth more if we buy it all. And it's like yeah. they, they bought a bunch. And then the price kind of dropped back down because there wasn't actually a huge like number of people out there who were like, I need Narwhal. So <laughs> it was it was fine. It, it didn't really like I think that's the thing about these is that like an actual buyout would be trying to just like assemble every copy of every card in a set. You know what I mean? Just like yeah. corner the market on Arcane full stop. But I think people are doing pretty targeted purchases of cards that they're like, that's rare. That's cool. That's coveted. That's underpriced. You know, yeah. mm -hmm. like. Rainbow foil legendary from a set that's out of print. No guarantee it's and ever the, printed and again. The fact that when it goes up, people are like, "Oh no," means that it was underpriced, and they yeah. were right because people are still going to buy it from them. Yeah, so that's. This is my main point: is that you can't do anything about it, mm -hmm. and other than buy them. First. Even if I, even if you, even if you argue that's it, it's immoral. Mm -hmm. I I don't think you can do about anything about it um except play the game yeah i think that's that's the the goal that you should have if you're looking at these things and being like damn i wish i had that for cheaper is just wait like don't freak out mm -hmm. wait until it goes down because sorry it, if you want to play lexi that seems like it's been tough lately because new horizon is what three hundred dollars or something i think it's been <laughs> dropping down i think it's like 200 now even in, even in rainbow foil yeah i think i, I can check I what know. it is right this well second. there's there's gonna be history pack two eventually that's true like, well it's out now in uh in like foreign I know, languages i know so but people could get those you know people who don't know specific vendors personally who can yeah, import yeah. that stuff because you can't go to like like what is a normal person who doesn't know I mean, I, I guess you can just DM Michael Fang. Sure. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, Two forty-six right now. If I wanted to buy a New Horizon, right. And lightly so, played. So, how lightly? It these things can go up above a price that you know you might balk at, and you might say, 
oh no, I couldn't possibly buy a new Horizon for three hundred dollars. Don't do it. Yeah, I'm not definitely saying, don't. I'm not saying buy it. I'm saying the market is the market. Mm-hmm. It's 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 going to go down when Outsiders comes out because everyone's feeling FOMO, right? Like yeah, everyone's yeah. feeling like, oh no, when Riptide comes out and needs New Horizon. I'm not going to have it. And I really want to play Riptide, but you don't know that he needs it. You might not. Yeah. You might not. Lots yeah. of people are, uh, pe- when, when the set comes out, lots of these are going to tank. Yeah. We were, we weren't, weren't around for this, but didn't this happen with uh, Lexi where they were like, Ooh, a new Ranger's coming out. We don't know what she does, but Skullbone Crosswrap going to be pretty good. Exactly. So that was going up. And then they were like, Oh, they printed a new one that works with her completely different hero ability. She doesn't uh-huh. want Skullbone at all, and then it went back down. Like I'm pretty sure this happened with Phi, where mm-hmm. the Mask of Momentum was good, but then people were like, Mask of the Pounding Link's better. Yeah, yeah. And like kind of slowly went back down. It just it it, it reached an equilibrium where there, it was like there wasn't so much I feel like part of it is just people are like, Oh no, they're gonna be gone. Like people have this feeling that it's like, you know, the last like loaf of bread on the shelf and they're like, I gotta fight someone for that. And it's like there's more bread. They're baking more. There's more packs. There's more masks out there. You can get it. Right. That's that's the other thing is that the scarcity of these things, you can't buy them all. Yeah. So even if... I don't think even it's possible if, to even do Even if a buyout people of are doing buying out of TCG player, mm-hmm. you can't actually buy them all. There's going to be people on eBay and Channel Fireball and MinMax Games and Mag- all of these other stores you can go to that might not directly look at TCG player and say, oh, that's the price yeah there might be people at your local armories that have these cards for cheaper will mm-hmm. give you a deal or whatever you don't have to panic about this there's also truckloads of boxes of unlimited still i'm sure it's like it's getting it's like out of print uh yeah but it's like you know well, it's like only recently is that even like going up in price for like welcome to wraith unlimited it's like now 80 bucks instead of 50 just a couple of months ago it was 50 dollars it was to buy these things to buy these boxes yeah, yeah and i've never opened a mask of momentum mm-hmm. but you know that's how they want you to get them that's mm-hmm. the only other option that's where they are is in the packs yeah so you're talking you're complaining about having an option that isn't opening packs yeah <laughs> and it's like yeah. well it's cheap it's still cheaper to pay like 180 for it than open boxes because it's like there's no guarantee you get a legendary at all let alone in a the box. one you want right in any so box or pack or would case you rather or open boxes of welcome to wraith until you get a mask of momentum or pay 180 mm-hmm. or 100 depending yeah. on when you buy it so that's something you have to weigh for yourself. Mm-hmm. And if it's too much for you, I I highly recommend waiting, looking at, yeah. I know it feels like you want it right now and it sucks because I've been in this position. Yeah, yeah. I really wanted grasp. I was playing Viscera at a calling oh, yeah. and, and it was an expensive card. And I bit the bullet actually and bought it the day before the calling. Oh, like at the oh, right, you bought it from a vendor. Right? I did. I bought a, a I bought a rainbow foil from, and I was like, that's a little more reasonable. Mm-hmm. Then history pack had just come out. Literally moments before the calling started, I opened five packs of history pack mm-hmm. at the calling. Mm-hmm. I opened a CNC and a grasp. So you just had two, and so I sold the other one. Yeah, I think you traded it for a, a carrying, a carrying husk, husk. in fact, which um, is good to have now. That's great to have now. Mm-hmm. So yeah, definitely, this is a good thing that we've that. <laughs> we've kept our eyes on is like you want to like collect as many legendaries as possible and you're and then logic, I just hold them and your logic is like i want to be able to play the game and like if all of a sudden for some reason for 
unforeseeable reasons mm -hmm. that the new meta in Outsiders is that Leviah is the best deck. Mm -hmm. I have those cards. You got Scabskins. Because yeah. I got Scabskins. I got Doomsday at $10 or whatever the yeah, fuck. Yeah. I got, I got uh, a Carrion Husk mm -hmm. and I, you know, I got all our stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's like, so, it's often not that hard to buy a Legendary. Like people will let them go for like, 30 40 bucks if it's like at a dip if they're trash and, and they the don't hero care about them. good yeah yeah i mean they can be wait. <laughs> great it's like brayforge brazers is a fantastic card like two battle worn on the arms it has a little effect like it's a staple they're not really going to print something better for warrior so it's always going to be very runnable it's just like dorinthia is not top of the meta bolton's on top of the meta so people don't care that much this is my biggest kind of like overview point that mm -hmm. I, that's really been nagging at me mm -hmm. is that I went through this over one year and no one was talking about buyouts. Yeah. Is that like I watched multiple cards for no reason that I wanted go up yeah. like to a point where I was like, Oh no, I'm missing it. I wanted that. Give it to me. I should have bought it before. Mm -hmm. And then I went back down and, and you like buy it when it goes down, things yeah. go like this. Very few assets in the entire world go like this. Yeah. And then stay for years. You just did that recently. Like, with, uh, <laughs> it's not how yeah, anything yeah. works. It fluctuates. But like CNC, because we didn't have six CNC yet. And you like had to borrow some to play at a ProQuest or something. Yep. And it, they were like 110. And you were like, I don't want to pay that much for it. Like, couldn't, I couldn't come to it. And it was like, we were like, we should definitely wait because it's ProQuest season. <laughs> After ProQuest ended, they started dipping a little bit. Someone locally was selling one. And it's like, if you buy local, it's cheaper. So then you ended up paying like, what, 75? 60, I think. Oh, was it 60? 60, 70. Great deal. Yeah. So now you have a CNC. It's sorted. I've you saved yourself CNCs. $40 yeah. off of buying it like at the high. Just hang on. Borrow cards. Mm -hmm. Go to your local armories. Mm -hmm. Make friends. Be nice. Mm -hmm. Don't freak out at people over them. Don't be jealous. I yeah. think I think this is like really the point is that like you're acting like it's not the point of the game. Mm -hmm. And the fact is, is that this is part of the game yeah. that the cards you want are going to be a little expensive and then you're going to feel great when you open one mm -hmm. or you're going to feel great when you make a deal and you purchase it for low and then you have something that's worth something at the top. Yeah. yeah. That's part of the thing they're selling you with this game yeah they want you to have those feelings and sometimes that's going to require you to have the feeling that you missed out on something yeah it's okay it's not you're not actually being hurt this mm -hmm. isn't food or clothing it's you also, don't need it it's not even a rotating game so it's like if you have a deck just play that deck play bravo play bolton mm -hmm. play dorinthia like you can play bolton with no legendaries i know everybody likes to pretend they're going to win the calling when they enter a calling but you're not yeah most yeah. of us aren't mm -hmm. and if that is making you pissed maybe you are one of those freaks who's gonna like spend 50 hours of their week every week until to, to getting that good sure yeah sure get good if you want allow yourself to be pissed by me but like yeah. most of us are gonna go have some fun mm -hmm. and play in a calling and you know not make day two and that's okay yeah. so have fun play a deck that you have it's okay mm -hmm. all i'm saying is there's gonna be people who buy cards low and sell them high nothing you can do about that mm -hmm. relax Wait until you can afford the card that you want. Buy the singles mm -hmm. or buy boxes and mm -hmm. play the gambling game. Sometimes it pays off. Look at David Citrick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, it, that's also an option. Mm -hmm. But you yeah. got to weigh what you can afford and what, don't worry about the new players. They're the reason you're upset. <laughs> yeah, that's true.
So that's all I have to say. Mm-hmm. Um, we had a lot to say about this topic, clearly. I, yeah, I, I, I just had... I don't want to... I hope that this didn't come off as harsh. Mm-hmm. I, I think that this is something that I just see people having a bad time and yeah. I don't want people to have a bad time with something that isn't going to change because you're going to rile mm. yourself up. Yeah. These prices will go back down. Like it's not like this is the new normal by any means. It's just like they fluctuated now. A set coming out is hype. Yeah. Three weeks after this sets comes out, all prices will go back down unless mm-hmm. they're the best deck. Also, something we For haven't sure. actually, we haven't even mentioned is that like all of the stuff we're talking about how good is a hero how good or bad is the game like this is all pales in comparison to just like how much money do people have to spend and Mm -hmm. like if the economy crashes if people get laid off if there's a recession the prices will tank because what's the first thing you should there's going to be a recession there probably will be like (laughs) what's the first thing you should sell is your pointless shiny cardboard and like this is something that rudy's talked about a lot in like alpha investment videos is that Mm -hmm. like 2022 especially in the summer there's kind of a bear market and he was sort of his assessment was that like a lot of TCG assets were lower in price than they quote unquote should be because people like weren't feeling like they could put much money into that space. And so like, I feel like a lot of stuff, these legendaries were just people were like, I, I shouldn't have these. I should sell them and we're selling them for a low price. It's like, if you want to get money for something immediately, you got to sell for less. Mm-hmm. And uh, and lots of people probably made lost a lot of money in the crypto FTX yeah, thing. Oh, yeah. FTX, I mean, like, crypto crashes, like all kinds SVB of stuff. SVB crashes. You know, yeah, who yeah. knows how many weird tech rows are involved so in this game? It's possible that it's just like there were cards ended up at a low price because people were having to sell out to, you know, pay for food or whatever. I just felt like they wanted to put more money into retirement or whatever. And then lately people have a little more money and they're like hey say that there are so many factors there's a million factors that affect and yeah uh, all all over the economy um Mm -hmm. to look at this game and say this specific guy Mm -hmm. buying a hundred of my card that i wanted and making it fifty dollars more it just isn't true Mm -hmm. it's not factual the cards are going to fluctuate you can you got to buy low and sell high. It's a very simple concept, mm-hmm. but it's hard to deal with those emotions. Yeah. So uh, it's an emotional time when everyone's riled up about the new set. They want to make sure they have the cards, yeah, yeah, but they you just, win. you they just wanna... gotta, you can't get mad at people for not empathizing with the cards you don't have. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, sorry. They're not your cards if they're just on TCG player. And that price was never going to like stay that price. And it's like, I, you can't really, I, you can't even act like you are surprised. It's like, you think card prices just stay the same forever? What would be the point of trading for different card? Like, what would be the point of the game? Mm-hmm. What would be the point of making it a TCG? So love each other. Have mm-hmm. fun. Watch the Tall Timmy's video if you want it a little more tough love than this. <laughs> yeah. Um, or we could just say skill issue. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Gosh, team. I mean, get good. That's, that's all there is to it. Uh, yeah. So don't worry about the buyouts. Worry about yourself. Mm-hmm. Worry about your decks. Practice on Talishar. Yeah. Kill the buyout in your mind. Kill you the buyout in your mind. If you want to read more about economics there's a little book called capital Mm -hmm. that i highly recommend uh description (laughs) buy it in the description off my amazon link Uh. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) um but no i'm kidding um anyway that's all we have to say thanks so much for watching the banish zone Mm -hmm. it's been a good time i uh 
really appreciate all of the kind words people have had for us. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we're a new show. Um, we don't usually talk about economics or politics this much. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm very curious to hear people's reactions. Like, if you disagree, you hey, know, it's like... if you really disagree with me, like, come on the show. I, I wanted to... I was thinking that I, I had so much to say I couldn't, like, wait. But yeah, I yeah. did want to have someone who maybe had, like, a, a bit of a an alternating take. So I'd be happy to do a short, like little, like talk mm-hmm. with somebody who would be cool. Yeah. Really is not persuaded by anything we said here. And it's like, no, they have to die or whatever. Like, yeah. I, I mean, <laughs> I, I want to know like, what you want in the middle. Like there's definitely like, if, if somebody actually drives prices up and then it can be bad, it can mean someone doesn't get to try a hero that they wanted to try. Like I'm definitely open to arguments about like issues with prices fluctuating. I don't, I, I am staunchly of the opinion that, Prices fluctuating up only looks better for LSS. Oh, like, for LSS, this is all fantastic. On, on I the think. whole, this yeah, is yeah. not bad for the game. It's amazing. It's like it's fine for the game. It's probably better for the game than cards being low. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, this is like it means box prices. I don't prices think you can stable. make that argument. I don't think it's bad yeah. for new players. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's bad for the health of the game. Mm-hmm. I just don't think that's true. I think no. monetarily, it's wrong. So, but if you have an argument, please be in the comments. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, uh, be in the comments, DM me on Twitter. I have open DMs mm-hmm. uh, against my better judgment. Um, <laughs> I'm at Banish Zone on Twitter. Chris is at Blue Plunder Run. Mm-hmm. Um, please subscribe, like the show. Mm-hmm. We will be back next week with all that's fit to print mm-hmm. about the pre release, which we're going to next week. Oh, yeah. That's uh, um, this Friday, right? Yeah, we're going oh, to yeah. a pre release. Oh, baby, it is. Hell yeah. I'm going to open go to one on- that dang fable that got spoiled. Here, if you want a non hot take, I wish that foible to, fo- fable didn't get spoiled. Oh, yeah. I would have liked I, to just open it myself I and find out. I would have just opened it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which I'm uh, going to do. Um, not if I open it first. Not if you open I'll it first. Rush to open my pack faster. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so thanks so much for watching this very long episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're not going to make a habit of that because it takes a long time to upload to it's YouTube. It's a long time. Um, yeah. We're not the Living Legends podcast. We can't go two <laughs> hours every week. Yeah. There's only two of us. We have to go half yeah, as yeah. long. We don't, if we had Az and Bill with us, we probably could go for two hours. Az and Bill come on the show. Yeah, Kel yeah. too. Oh, brilliant. Uh, brilliant. Uh, Az, is Az, is Az here? What? <laughs> All right. Love you, everybody. Be kind to each other. Keep it clean. Yeah. You know how clean I am. Remember your tunic triggers. Don't forget. <laughs> and until one. next time, you are banished. You're banished. <laughs>